This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames. Brought to you by Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here is your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of this show is the essay, Welcome to Holland, by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place. It's just a different place. So you must go out, buy a new guidebook, learn a whole new language, and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer are that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. It has been an interesting time for us in Holland. Our oldest two daughters, Maria and Christina, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is in college. Being a parent is an interesting journey. Basically, my husband and I knew what to expect with our typical child, Anna. We had once been typical children ourselves. However, having Maria and Christina required us to learn many key things to include the financial aspect of taking care of a child with a disability. This past January, we were introduced to Steve Radican with the Archer Consulting Group in Houston, Texas. His firm specializes in financial, legal, and lifetime care strategies concerning special needs planning and wealth management. Steve is unique in the field and the only person that I've ever met who specializes in this area of special needs. Of course, I wanted to have him on the show. I sent him my series of shows called The Financial Welfare for Your Dependent with Special Needs. He felt that I had covered everything but special needs planning and divorce. It is not a positive subject, but it is an important one. We have a great show today. Our guest is Steve Radigan, the founding member of the Altria Consulting Group. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Our guest is Steve Radigan, the founding member of the Archer Consulting Group. His firm specializes in financial, legal, and lifetime care strategies concerning special needs planning and wealth management. Steve is unique in the field and the only person that I have met who specializes in this area of special needs. Hi, Steve. Please tell our listeners. Hi, Julie. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you became involved in special needs planning. Well, I'm uh, I'm in my seventh decade of life. Uh, I've been married 45 years. Wow. Uh, talking about a subject that I believe is uh, very important, although, as you said, it's not a positive, Correct. but the outcomes should be positive if it's done properly, and uh, that's 
one of the reasons that I uh, wanted to take uh, your valuable time and those of your listeners to, to talk about it. Uh, I got into special needs by accident. Uh, short story is I was volunteered by a good friend who was a board member of an organization. This is in the late 70s. Okay. That at that time had about 300 uh, individuals in what today would be termed a day hab program. Okay. Uh, and on one Saturday a month, they had a free respite for 10 hours for families. And uh, they had five volunteers and five staff members. I was one of the five volunteers. The doors opened at 7. Next 30 minutes, 56 families came in uh, to drop off their kiddos. Um, and it was probably the one of the most uh, impactful uh, time of, of my life at that time. Because uh, you can think back to those days, uh, disabilities were still in the closet, so to speak. Right. And I had never seen an array of individuals uh, like this, and I was scared to death. It uh, went on for 10 hours. <laughs> uh, halfway through it, uh, the five of us put together a pool to figure out how many parents were not going to come back. Oh, no. Uh, and uh, obviously, at the end of the 10 hours, the families returned. They looked fresher. They had some time for themselves. Uh, the five of us immediately went to the local sports bar and self-medicated. Uh, the uh, director came and uh, thanked us and uh, asked if we would be uh, put on the list of being able to be called in the future. And I said no. He was a better salesman. Uh, and I did return. And uh, We developed a friendship which uh, turned into a request to develop a program for his family. Uh, because they were passing without having done any any planning. Right. And at that time, uh, the kids would become uh, wards of the state. Right. And um, I said, uh, since I'm an estate planner, I had been one for about a decade, sure, go out and find some books. There were no books. Uh, but over the next 18 months, with the help of other estate planning friends who were parents, we put together a model that uh, has as same model that you and Jeff saw when you came to our offices and right uh, in Houston. And uh, somewhere along the line, I decided that I enjoyed working more with families than I did in the boardroom. Uh, and uh, high-wealth individuals on estate planning and became a purposeful planner that focused only on this area. Right. And everything I've done has been to get better at what I do. Yes. 
Well, you need to tell them, well, I've got your bio here. I know your bio is two pages and we can't cover it all, but um, you actually helped, um, well, you helped start the, the accreditation program for, what is it, Charter Lifetime Assistance Planner. So right. when I say and that you're... the state university, yeah. Well, you're the only we, person... We did a lot of, uh, as I said, my life has became more purposeful. Yes. Once I dedicated myself, and I, I uh, did it because I, uh, for the first 25 years of my practice, I'm starting my 36, uh, I traveled to parents' homes. Right. I didn't have an office. I had an office. I'm sitting in it. Right. In my home. Um, but I worked out of my, my home office, but I traveled to the three days a week to three to five families a day. Uh, so I, I got to meet the kids. I saw them in their environments. Uh, uh, you develop a very unique relationship with these families. Uh, and um, everything I did and have continued to do is purposeful in the sense that I'm not trying to build a resume. I'm trying to improve my uh, I leverage uh, an ability to to address issues. That's what actually got me into the area of divorce about 26 years ago. Right. I would meet with single moms, mostly moms, obviously. Right. Uh, 95% of uh, post-divorce obligees or custodial parents or moms. Um, and... Uh, I just uh, couldn't understand how uh, they were receiving such low amounts of child support when the costs were escalating through the roof and uh, all the problems associated with poor, I won't say lawyering, but, but a legal system that does not understand uh, the the issue of special needs divorce. Yes. Well, I was amazed at all the information that you sent me on divorce, special needs, and all the things that a person has to consider. And you've done such an excellent job with that. Um, I guess I maybe should, the case does, like one of the big questions is, does the case have to be handled differently because they have a special needs child? It does in a number of ways. In a, in a, uh, have to understand that in in many of the cases, the 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 father uh, is filing for divorce, yes. so the father has a head start. Right. Uh, he is getting his ducks in a row. He is doing whatever he needs to do to prepare. Uh, for the action, and the mom is often oblivious to this. Uh, some of those actions that they are taking are uh, could be considered illegal, uh, uh, moving money, things like that. But right. but they are preparing, and then they spring the the trap, or if it's a modification, they file the papers. Uh, so mom is behind the curve from the get go. Uh, and secondly, the, the family law 
systems, and each state has their own family code. Right. I have done Florida divorces. Uh, yes. I don't keep up with the changing uh, and- rules, uh, but uh, my first case in Florida was in the ninth uh, circuit in Orange County. It was a, what was called a high-profile case. Uh, and, uh, we, uh, beat the, the sucker into the ground, uh, once the court was educated into the unique needs of, of this particular child, which had been misrepresented uh, right. throughout the initial, uh, findings. Right. But it, it's important that the, that, uh, the, the mom, the custodial parent, uh, has to take the lead on educating their lawyer and then dragging their lawyer uh, through the process of understanding what it takes to raise that particular child. Right. Well, I liked what you also had said. One of the major issues is, is that often parents of special needs children don't agree on the severity of the child's disability or the reality of what the child needs. So, Right there, that's a battle. So you're educating the lawyer. You have the other person that's disagreeing with what your child needs. And that is the number one, uh, which leads to number two reasons for divorce in the first place. Uh, It's usually at a younger age. There's a great chasm between uh, the the two parties uh, about the severity. Right. Uh, and the mom's inclination is to be proactive. Proactive equals spending more money. Right. Uh, uh, the the uh, father is uh, less convinced of the need to do that. And after enough time goes by, uh, that uh, continuing continuing chafing uh, creates enough friction to to cause the uh, action. Right, right. Well, why don't we take a break there, and we'll come back on the other side and continue this conversation. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I am here with Steve Radigan, an expert in special needs financial planning. We are discussing the special needs plan and divorce. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Our guest is Steve Radican with the Archer Consulting Group based in Houston, Texas. His firm specializes in financial, legal, and lifetime care strategies concerning special needs planning and wealth management. We are discussing the special needs plan and divorce. So, Steve, 
Um, you had sent me lots of information. You were talking about the major issues that you see when the divorce action begins. Can you tell us, our audience a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, whenever I do a first interview, either with the uh, referring attorney or with uh, the client themselves, uh, I see a number of issues. Uh, in no particular order, uh, the not having the knowledge uh, or access to the actual marital finances. Many of the uh, women I speak to do not really have any grasp of what is going on with the family uh, accounting. Right. Uh, and so my first... Uh, Rule is uh, gather, get, save, hide, uh, get everything they can that deals with the family finances to a safe place. Uh, quite often, it's moving it out of the house to a secondary location. Uh, we have thought, uh, uh, I keep saying men. I'm going to use that term generically. Right. Uh, men sneaking into the house trying to get the file cabinet. Um, uh, just to be able to get the evidence uh, because it's, uh, it, it can be uh, harmful to their, to their case. Uh, so uh, first, co- first thing is make copies of everything. Right. Anything that tax returns, everything that you can get there should be a separate copy and and mom should have that somewhere uh safe uh another issue is not really understanding the nature of assets uh florida is uh, a common law state okay uh there are only uh nine community property states community property texas happens to be one, uh, pretty much goes from Louisiana right across the bottom of the country up to the left coast and, and all the way over to Wisconsin are all community property, uh, which means that my wife and I own one half of everything that we've earned and saved except for things that we've inherited. Okay. Uh, in a common law state like Florida, uh, it's whose name it's in. Uh-huh. So business interests, uh, if they're not put into both name of the, of the husband and wife, they're, they're uh, the husbands. And so idling is is the, the key. And so you have to understand how all the assets are titled, whose name are they in, because that's how they will be split. Uh, quite often, moms don't think long-term. They think about the budget for the next quarter or the next year. Right. Uh, I'm thinking in 20, 30, 40-year horizons. That is one of the biggest differences uh, between regular uh, divorce and uh, special needs divorce. So, Anna, uh, you pretty well have a lock on 
on on her trajectory. Yes. Uh, she's going to get six years of, of advanced education, probably. Right. Uh, and then she'll be on the payroll for a few more years, and then she's off payroll. Right. Uh, that's not the situation with Christine and Maria. Correct. Uh, and but in 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 the family law, they're not looking at that. They have to. They should, but. That's not in their uh, vocabulary until you make it part of the vocabulary. Right. Uh, one great resource for uh, families uh, should be to go online to uh, Genworth, G-E-N-W-O-R-T-H, okay. uh, cost of care uh, survey. They do one a year. You go online, uh, you can pick your locale by state, by city. Wow. And then it has 10 different categories of care costs. And you can put in, uh, you know, high, medium, low cost uh, ratios, and you can slide it. So you can say, okay, in 2020, for the work you do as a home caregiver, it might cost in a medium uh, $86 an hour okay. for a day. Wow. And then you can slide it for 10 years. You can see what it goes up to in 20 years and 30 years. Because the essence of, of special needs planning is determining the present value of the care you provide for both Christina and Maria right, uh, over a long period of time, at the time you can no longer do it. Correct. And you're doing it now for free. No yes. one else is going to do it for free. And it's not going to be a one-to-one -one replacement. It's going to take two or three people to replace each job you do. Yes. Uh, that is the essence of, of what I do as a special needs financial modeler. I don't do investments, but I do model. And the modeling part uh, is where we make our greatest gains in the, in the divorce arena by making the court what is called the trier of facts, making them understand what the long-term uh, cost is for this particular child of any age during the divorce procedure because that trier of facts, also called the judge, uh, main job is to always act in the best interest of the child. Once we can get them educated and on our side, and the sledding gets it's a whole lot easier. Right. Uh, so the the failure to, to look down the road, uh, and quite often attorneys, opposing attorneys will say, uh, well, this, this action is only about current expenses. We don't want to see any of that. And I will, will tell them and always have, 
precedent, depending on the state, uh, showing that that future expenses uh, are a part uh, of the calculation and give them what's called the citations to authority so that they know that we're not playing that game. Right. Uh, we're going to look at the, the, the current costs, uh, but we're not going to base the request for child support on that because only a little bit of the child support is going to go for current costs. A big piece of it, most of it, is going to be put into reserve for those exceptional long-term costs uh, right. that are massive. Yes. And uh, that's, that's how we differentiate it. Uh, another issue is, uh, especially on younger families, uh, meaning anybody under 50. Right. Uh, most of the wealth that is uh, in the family is doesn't pass by the will. It passes by contract, a beneficiary okay. designation. So you have to pay attention to how are the beneficiaries designated on your life insurance, your retirement plans, your annuities. Uh, right. Any any accounts that have a transfer on death, uh, those all have to be looked at. Um, yeah, they have to. The moms have to understand there's going to be a change in the standard of life. Yes. Uh, how do they live? Because now the if if uh, if you're losing a large part of your income, uh, that is going to impact uh, how you live right. uh, quite often uh, in the ramp up to the divorce if the father has enough time he is going to leave the assets to the mother that have liabilities on it and and he will take those that have no liabilities he'll take the old car because it has no debt Right. Uh, it'll leave the house because it has a mortgage. So those are the types of issues that uh, you have to look at uh, in the standard of life issue. Uh, emotions. A lot of times uh, it'll be a very emotional meeting. Uh, our second largest office product purchase is uh, a tissue. Wow. Phoenix. Uh, and there's a lot of crying done uh, in our meeting rooms because these are emotional issues. Uh, and But if you let the emotion run wild, then you stop listening to advice given by people who are on your side. Uh, and uh, emotion needs to... It's going to be there, but it needs not rule the day. Right. Uh, you need to be realistic about the costs associated with your child's care. You, you need to do your sums. You need to collect data. You need to understand what, uh, what the actual current costs are and what the future costs will become. Uh, and that's where tools like the cost of care survey, 
yes. come into play. Uh, you need to ask your providers what is their what is their annual inflation of expense. What has it been? Uh, what did they charge five years ago? What do mm. they expect to charge next year? Right. And you need to factor that uh, in. Uh, you should never ever get talked into sharing an attorney. Yes. <laughs> uh, because that will be your ex's soon to be ex's attorney. Right. And that uh, that dog don't on. Right. Uh, you need to have your own counsel. It's gonna cost money. Uh, but it's uh, money money well spent. Right. Uh, and not really understanding the relationship with your attorney, your own attorney and how best to maximize it. Uh, quite often I'll get calls saying, listen, I'm, I'm sending texts and emails to such and such, my attorney, and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from their assistant or I'm not getting responses. And I tell them they're, they're working the system. Uh, they're, they have steps that they have to do. Uh, they have 50 cases going. Uh, they're sitting in the courtroom waiting. Uh, to see if they're going to be able to be on the docket today. They will tell you when they're ready. Right. Send them information that is helpful. Ask that they send receipt. Usually their assistant will say, thank you. Right. Uh, we received the information that's been added to the file with notations. Okay. Uh, be happy with that. Okay. And when you do talk with your attorney, I have a list of questions uh, because that's the time they have dedicated to you. Use it effectively. Right. Okay. Wow. That's a lot of, those are a lot of major issues. Uh, let's break to, to a commercial and we'll continue this on the other side. I'm Julie Ames and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Steve Radigan, an expert in special needs financial planning. We are discussing the special needs plan and divorce. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Our guest is Steve Radican with the Archer Consulting Group based in Houston, Texas. This firm specializes in financial, legal, and lifetime care strategies concerning special needs planning and wealth management. We are discussing the special needs plan and divorce. So, Steve, you were going to take us through the divorce process, start to finish. Start to finish. Uh, yes. Generally, the the first step will be the uh, filing uh, of the uh, papers with the court, and then 
the first indication that mom will receive will be a uh, a certified copy of those filings, a citation uh, delivered to them uh, in the old-fashioned way by generally a a constable, and the complaint, as it's called, will detail uh, the what what is being filed for in this case uh, uh, dissolution of marriage it'll give the uh, court uh, number location and the date of the first hearing and uh, at that point uh, you know you get hit by the two by four and from there you have to move forward first action is uh, uh, to find an, an attorney right. uh, to, who is experienced. Uh, you can go online, uh, you can search in your area or uh, attorneys uh, Google it with uh, special needs. Uh, you can ask around. There's certainly enough folks around that you can find uh, individuals who have been through it. Uh, They're also a good resource for just emotional support and somebody to talk with. Uh, You have your first meeting with your uh, proposed attorney. You should probably talk with at least two. Uh, they're, They're all very nice. Uh, uh, usually uh, and you pick one they tell you a fee uh, once you get off the floor you know you pay a retainer right uh, depending on the the magnitude of what they expect the case to be the retainer can be 5000 to 50000 I don't it, it ranges right uh, by uh, by those criterion. Uh, at that point, the, uh, you sign a bunch of papers that allow your now attorney to, to uh, visit with opposing counsel uh, who they probably know each other well. Uh, they will uh, share notes about uh, this and that, uh, and they will uh, schedule the uh, first joint meeting, and then uh, the there'll be a uh, probably a uh, the opposing will probably have already drawn up a uh, contract. Uh, to settle, uh, which probably should never be uh, even looked at, but they look at it, uh, turn it down. Right. Uh, and go to court. A uh, judge will uh, require mediation. Mediation date will be set at this point. Uh, you In between, you need to be educating your lawyer about the unique needs uh, 
that your child presents, getting all the data uh, together. Uh, don't go with what they ask for. Go with what they need. Right. And and that's something that you, I think, will link to your site. Yes, I plan about, to link a lot uh, of these things. Right. Uh, so there's a whole list of, of things that they need. Uh, don't just give them what what uh, they they want. Uh, give them what they truly need to have reports, evaluations, all those papers. Uh, that uh, mediation uh, is generally set for one day. Uh, if the attorney uh, feels that uh, there should be some more investigation, they will uh, introduce a forensic uh, financial person to look for where the money may be hidden. Right. Uh, if you think that the attorney is not getting it, you may then start to consider hiring a special needs consultant like myself, right. uh, although I'm not reaching out across state lines anymore. Uh, there right. are those around. Uh, and uh, then you all meet for the uh, the big mediation where you try to hammer it out because the court really doesn't want to take time. Uh, hopefully you can come to a meeting of the minds during the mediation. Uh, but if you don't feel you're getting there, uh, go to court. Right. Okay. And that is it. Okay. Well, that's the process. All right, well, we'll continue on the other side. I guess we're going to talk about a little bit about Social Security and divorce. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Steve Radigan, an expert in the special needs financial planning. We are discussing the special needs plan and divorce. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Our guest is Steve Radigan with the Archer Consulting Group based in Houston, Texas. His firm specializes in financial, legal, and lifetime care strategies concerning special needs planning and wealth management. We are discussing special needs plan and divorce. So, Steve, you were going to get into Social Security issues with divorce. So, yes, it's, a, it's an area that is uh, very complex and... Uh, often overlooked, uh, uh, assuming that uh, your child will eventually be eligible for benefits. Those benefits will generally be what we call means-tested, uh, which uh, essentially is welfare. And to get that type of benefit, you uh, 
can't have a certain amount of income and you can't have X amount of assets. Uh, and child support is considered uh, to be unearned income and does count against the eligibility rules for initially supplemental security income and Medicaid. Right. Now, in a traditional divorce where nobody's paying attention, they'll just pay the child support directly to mom. Uh, even though it's made out to mom, it's counted by Social Security uh, as uh, unearned income in the child's name and will either reduce or eliminate their eligibility. And so child support uh, in the actual decree must be made uh, payable to a unique type of trust. We, For ease of, of uh, naming, we call it a child support trust. Uh, the technical name is a uh, Medicaid payback trust, a 1396-D4A trust, uh, and it's a game that's played with uh, the government that allows you to put monies into it from that actually belong to the child. Uh, the uh, the quid pro quo to make them eligible for benefits is that at the passing of the child, anything left in that trust would uh, be subject to Medicaid reimbursement or payback. Right. Uh, it's never been a problem because uh, the money's in and the money's out, uh, and we've never had a, I'm not aware of any trust that has had any money left in it, uh, but it has to be in the decree. It's not something that you and your ex can agree to just create a trust. Right. Uh, if it's not in the decree, uh, they will not honor it as a bona fide uh Medicaid payback trust, and they'll count it against your child. So it's imperative that your attorney uh, get in contact with an experienced special needs planning attorney to right. create the trust, or uh, in Florida, you have five or six master pool trusts, and all of them have that type of Medicaid uh, payback trust available uh, generally for $500 to $600, where a custom trust can cost uh, $2,500 to $6,000. Uh, but uh, if you want your kiddo on benefits, uh, that is that is something that's involved. So always get a planning attorney, special needs planning attorney, involved with your divorce attorney in these processes. Wow. Oh, well, Steve, thank you so much for all of this information that you've given us today. And thank you for your help helping my husband and I. And thank you for suggesting this show because it is an important area to make sure that children are taken care of. So I appreciate the uh, opportunity. Yes. Well, I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. The Special Needs Family Hour is a 501c3 nonprofit that provides information free of charge through broadcasts, professionally produced podcasts, a weekly newsletter, and our website. We are supported through donations from listeners like you. If you feel the information we covered today has helped you, then please, we ask you to consider making a donation to keep the program running. Your financial gift can make a positive difference in raising awareness and support for the special needs family. 
Please go to our website, specialneedsfamilyhour.com, in order to donate. And don't forget to like the Special Needs Family Hour Facebook page and to sign up for our newsletter. Please join us next Sunday afternoon at 1. Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at specialneedsfamilyhour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1, only on AM 860. The Answer. The Answer.